Hello, what's up, Guan, and welcome to Tea and Talk, our podcast for moms where we discuss hot pepper topics, chat with notables, influencers, and share our everyday lives with you each week. We're all native Brooklyn, Caribbean, American moms living in the suburbs and giving you a dose of how we navigate life in the hood, motherhood, sisterhood, childhood, the neighborhood. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you do, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Um, but in the meantime, I want to say hello, hello, hello to Dr. Mitchell, our guest of honor tonight. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm Great. here. I had a good weekend as well, a pretty restful weekend. So that was Wonderful. Nice. And where are you located yeah. exactly? So I'm in Baltimore. Oh, okay, I recently awesome. moved here from LA. We lived in LA for six years and then we moved here in July. So I'm now in the DMV. Oh, wow. Nice. And how do you like Baltimore? I do like it. It's very different from LA. Um, one mm. of the things that I really like about Baltimore that I did not find in LA is how neighborly everyone is like mm. we know our neighbors for blocks around in just having moved here in four months wow. i think i know more neighbors than i knew when i lived in la oh wow yeah. that's so funny yeah yeah, yeah. Where, what part of la were you in we were in the near the downtown area echo park which is oh, now I see. a more yeah. gentrified neighborhood but Still not a community. Not a community kind of. In Baltimore, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you're really enjoying that part of the burbs. You know, we're all about the burbs yeah. out here. Mm -hmm. You know, the, that's the great thing about the burbs. Everybody knows everybody. Like you know everybody. 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 Yeah, yeah, I could tell you who had a fire, who got divorced, whose husband did what, which cat, <laughs> which cat got loose. Who, you know, like everything. It's yeah. like it's like real community though. But I love that about it because, like, literally, mm -hmm. I told my son if you do anything wrong, I'm going to find out. I'll get two texts at least. I'll at least get two <laughs> texts true. about it. So you better behave yourself, you know? <laughs> so, um, so wonderful. So we have had doctors on before, Dr. Mitchell. We've had a couple of doctors on, um, but none that really talked to us about, you know, self-care from this perspective. So, mm -hmm. and we really, mm -hmm. we talk about it all the time because, you know, we're all moms and we've all had like, right. you know, babies mm -hmm. and residue mm -hmm. from babies and you know you sit there you mm -hmm. love them but then you think about that gut and what it did to your gut and <laughs> everything else you know like I said like negotiating I know that my life was changed when I got them little lines on the forehead taken out because now they don't know where they don't see me coming mm -hmm. um and I know that Renee our our um I'm sorry our proper Jamaican Renee she does Botox for migraines yes yeah, I so it. forget mm -hmm. the migraines. I mean, the migraines are obviously they're good, but it, it takes care of my resting bitch face. Yeah. So overall, I feel like black women are changing their whole attitudes when it comes to like things like that, because I'll tell you, for the first time three months ago, I saw another black woman at my medical spa and I was shocked. I was like, oh, what's she here for? I was just curious. I wanted to ask her, what are you what are you here for? Just curious. But, you know, of course I can't, you know, but. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason why we wanted to have you on because we all love the ideas and the whole thought of like looking at different things that you can do. You're not necessarily going to do them, but you know, we're always curious. I personally, if I had the money, I'd do everything. So I'd love to hear from you all the things that you have to share, all the gems you have to share with us. Okay, sounds good. So um, I was born and raised in Jamaica. So I hear you have a proper Jamaican. Jamaica, 
<laughs> What's a gun? Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. I, I actually, I, I knew when I saw your name was Carrie Ann. I yes, didn't even yes, think yes, about it. Oh, she's a yachty. Oh, you know what? And yes, I know three Jamaican yes. Carrie Anns. You're right. It is very, very common in Jamaica. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. we got a we got a yardy on. All right. Yes. All right. All right so, so tell I, us more. Yeah. That was the most important thing. So what else? And that's the, I gotta get that out there, of course. So uh, and then I came to I came to the US for college. So I went to Benedict in South Carolina for college. And then I went to graduate school, did a PhD in neuroscience. And after my PhD, I, I, I realized that I really liked working with people and working with patients. So then I went to med school. I went to Stanford for medical school. Oh. And it was during medical school that I realized that I wanted to do plastic surgery. So I did uh, my plastic surgery training at USC, finished that this year. And now I am at John Hopkins for a one-year fellowship in neuroplastic surgery. So that's a little bit about my journey. Um, and currently, so I'm a fellow in neuroplastic surgery. And what that means, it's a, it's a new field. It's a novel field. It's, that's, it's, this fellowship is one of a kind at Hopkins. And it's a joint fellowship with neurosurgery and plastic surgery. And so we focus on mostly reconstruction for patients who have any sort of neurosurgery performed, so like brain tumors or um, epilepsy or hydrocephalus. It's a reconstructive aspect of plastic surgery. Um, this year, I'm not really doing as much aesthetics, but I did a lot of aesthetics in my training, or what you would probably call cosmetic. We prefer to call it aesthetic because it's not really mm -hmm. cosmetic, you know? Right. It's just like improving your appearance, and so that's the aesthetic aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Okay. So... I have to say that right before we got on the call, I laid down on the floor and tried to do 15 sit-ups. Mm -hmm. Because good for you. No, it's because I'm tr I'm trying to fake the funk. But you know, when you have kids and you're a black mom, that that little muffin top, you can't fake it. So I, I'm interested. Like, how, what are mm -hmm. you seeing with black women over the years? How are we are taking um, plastic surgery as a community? I think there's still some stigma among some people. People, a lot of black people that I see come in for plastic surgery, they don't want to look like they had any sort of plastic surgery done. They don't want people, they just want to have that refresh, you know, like you went to a spa for a weekend look, yeah. but not that they had an operation done. They, they don't want their neighbors or their friends or their family to know that they had work done. So there's still some stigma. Um, whereas in other communities, they want to look done. They want to walk out looking like those are not your breasts, those are mm. your glands. They want people to know that. So it, that, that's, you don't see that a lot in black in most of our black patients coming in. Yeah, I, I agree like with I, you. The, the... I think people just want to look like they want to look like your normal selves. They want to yeah, look like they don't. I, I can see that. I can see, like, I, I think with us, it's, it, we don't want a dramatic change, but I must say that right. it's, it's very difficult when you, know, when, when, when you look in the mirror and you're like, my God, I, I didn't look like this 10 years ago. Yeah. Right, right, right. So mommy makeovers are very popular with Black women. And mm. that's part of why it's like the muffin top look. A mommy makeover, it's a great operation, actually. Um, because if you have that little muffin top 
above your tummy after you have a baby, it's not going to go away. Like it will yeah. never go away. No matter how, how hard you work out, no matter how much weight you lose, it won't go away. It's yeah. the only way to fix that is surgery. So we find people come in and they're very, very happy because they don't look like, and especially if, they, if they've had a C-section already, then that, yeah. then your scar is just your C-section scar. And I've had a C-section. You know, maybe a, yeah, so I'm happy right. to come in and do the pooch thing. I'm, I want the mommy makeover. Right, right, right. What, what goes so they, into they the mommy the makeover? Yeah. So mommy makeover is breast and belly for the most part. Um, mm. Like we do a lot of what we call 360 mommy makeovers in LA. And what that is, it's like, you know, the, the love handles. Sometimes some people have like a little fat in the back. So you, you, you roll them onto their sides and you address that too. You're not just, not just from the front, but like 360, you should look good. So oh. you liposuction like around the back, liposuction the waist tuck everything in if you have that little pooch it's a rectospastasis and it, what it is it's like when your belly stretches out with the baby it can cause the muscles to stretch apart so that little bit of they call fascia that holds the two muscles together you just put that back together so you tighten back your ab muscles together now when you work out you can actually have abs and you actually don't have that pooch anymore mm, so wow. that's the belly part of it and then some women, they may not want, some, a lot of the moms, they don't want bigger breasts per se. They just want to have lifted breasts. They yes. just want to like, be able to yeah. wear a normal bra or wear a normal swimsuit. Yep. And so you can do a lift without an implant. Sometimes people, your breast may get like, some people say they have like, you know, the floppy titties. So it's like if their breasts are like hanging, you can put an implant in and lift it. Because some people, like, they lose a lot of that density, their their breast density. So yeah. then you can, yeah, you put an implant in and you're not making it huge. You're just kind of lifting it and giving it back that nice look. So you yeah. can wear a t-shirt. You don't necessarily have to wear a bra if you don't want to. That sort of look. So that's a mommy makeover, mostly just breast and the body, that, that area. Yeah. Is the I like that. that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a popular mm. procedure. Very popular. Are you prepared to discuss pricing mm -hmm. tonight? Like, I'm well, curious as to how much a mommy makeover costs. It depends on where you go. Yeah, I can I can give you like rough estimates. It depends on where you go. It's a it's a range um, that you're looking at. Uh, let's see. Like, if you could find like for example, like the breast, you can find if you just want to do the breast, it, you can find maybe like. Um, packages for five like about five thousand dollars for yeah. breast alone okay, that's not and if you that. add like the belly in it then you're looking at probably like a ten thousand dollar procedure but it's a range and it depends on where you go hmm. i have um, a quick question about that too because mm -hmm. you know with black people in our skin and keloids and mm -hmm. all of our like is is it really true that we need to have somebody that specializes in black skin or is that just a myth that we made up from years it, from our grandparents no, you, it's so important, actually. But I do think nowadays, a lot of people are aware. So even if they yeah. don't specialize in black skin, they're aware that your skin is different. Um, right. I do find, though, there are certain things that I feel like you should try to find somebody who has done a lot of it with black people. For example, like a rhinoplasty, getting your nose, a nose job. Ooh, you should yeah. go to somebody who has worked with a lot of black noses. Yeah. And not just anyone. But for a mommy makeover, I'd say most people are aware that you need more more intense 
scar therapy. Like, you have to watch the scars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I was even just talking to my, one of my friends earlier tonight, and she was telling me that her C-section scar is still itchy, and she's like, oh, it's just really swollen. It's never really gotten better. Mm-hmm. And within, like, a couple of minutes, I'm like, you have what's called a hypertrophic scar. It's never going to get better. You have to treat that. And that should have mm-hmm. been, somebody should have been paying attention to that, like, months ago and managing it and treating it. You know, you're a year out. Now it's hard yes. to reverse that. Wow. So, yeah, but if people are not aware, then they don't know to watch out for that. Like, you have to follow up, follow people and say, how's your scar doing? Six months later, you pop in, how are you doing? How is your scar doing? And mm. stop things, you know? It's not like you do it and then you go your merry way, and, but you're, and you're not happy with it, and you don't realize that it's something that was fixable or treatable. Mm. But I know that. So every patient I have, I know to say, hey, black people are more, you're more prone to having these kind of scars, keloids or hypertrophic mm-hmm. scars. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so you have to do scar therapy. Okay. So then I, I, I was looking at, what's that called? Cool, cool sculpting. Cool sculpting? Yes. Cool sculpting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is that? Is, is it better? Is it Because I know evasive, most people don't want to have to be out of work for three or four days. And that's why cool sculpting was one of those options that's put out there. But what, mm-hmm. give us some information about what, what kind of evasive surgery, what, what does it mean in downtime? You know what mm-hmm. you prepare for, and is it is it something that's is that's a better option than cool effective? Yeah, yeah. I say you get in what you get out what you put in. Yeah. That's right. So if you do so, cool sculpting is a technology where they have um, literally freezes the fat. So it's it's that you go into a machine and you it, there's no downtime. It's not surgery. You go into a machine and it just gives these pulses of like you know to freeze the fat like literally freezes the fat cells the problem with with cool sculpting is it's, it's like, a joke you dro- <laughs> it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's a damn gimmick tell the truth doctor. you have to do it like two or three times it's not like a one-shot deal and you're done yeah so, it has to be a series right yeah it's a series yeah. and so, so then you end people, up paying just as much though yeah yes. exactly exactly yes. exactly and mm. it's not it's like if you have if you have like a 10 pound fat it's not gonna freeze through 10 pounds of fat right. it's just like if you have a little bit of areas that you just need a teeny tiny bit of, but for the most part it's I, I don't. I really. I don't think I've ever really referred a patient and say go get yeah. cool sculpting. Because mm-hmm. if if they really have that tiny amount of fat, go exercise a little bit more. Mm. You know, it's just that little that you're going to mm. see that effect. It's for somebody who is like, okay, I have a job, I have a photo shoot in a week or two, and I just want a teeny tiny change. Mm. You know, okay. it's for that. It's for that person. It's not for a mom who has a little bit extra, you know, yeah. some rolls here or there, a little bit of loose skin here or there. So mm-hmm. the the surgery is the most invasive, but if you get your biggest bend, yeah. if you mm-hmm. need it, not everybody needs it. Some people just do liposuction and it's fine. And the mm. like liposuction is actually not that invasive. Your downtime. It's a few days because it hurts a little when you're done. So you take a few days off. But if you have just fat and no loose skin to deal with, then liposuction is a good option. Okay. If you have any loose skin at all, then surgery is the way to go. You get your biggest bang for your buck. 
Okay. I'm so yeah. glad you said that because, you know, I've asked about cool sculpting. Thank you for that, Ruth, because I've asked about cool sculpting at my med spa and they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. we can do it. We, they never say no. You know? No, they won't say no. <laughs> yeah, and I know I need more than 10 pounds off, so thank you very much. Yeah, um, like they extended. Give it a little liposuction. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does that work on the arms too? You know how you raise your arm up and you wave it and it has that little thing on the bottom? Can you do yeah. lipo mm -hmm. under there too? It, it, so it depends. You, you, you absolutely can lipo. If you're waving and it flaps, then that means there's loose skin. So skin. you need to just take off that skin and tighten it. But okay. the problem is some people don't want the scar. You're trading a scar for the extra skin. So again, uh, it comes down to managing your scar, getting somebody who knows how to manage your scar so you don't have an ugly scar when you take off that skin. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So then we did like, because you know, look, everybody loves a deal. Nobody wants to feel like they're paying top dollar, but you know, you get what you pay for. So how you do you get what like, you pay for? Yeah. You, how are your thoughts about this medical tourism, people going down to like Colombia or Dominican Republic? Okay, so I will tell you, I'm probably not the best person to ask because all I've seen is the complications. Sure. I have never yeah. seen a person who came to me because they were so happy with what they had. I only see the ones that had a complication from going to somewhere else. Like yeah. in, so in LA, we get a lot of people from Venezuela, Mexico, um, and Brazil. But the thing is, all those countries have amazing surgeons. Like we see mm -hmm. them at meetings, we see them at the American Society of Plastic Surgery meetings. And so we know that they're capable and they know what they're doing. The problem is, if you're going to Brazil or Mexico to go do your surgery, you're probably not going to one of those top surgeons because they're charging what you would have paid in the U.S. So you're mm -hmm. going to see somebody who is not at all up to par with current standards but what i was going to say for example um if you say you're going to go to brazil to get breast implants or mexico to get breast implants how much are they paying for those implants they still have to buy the implants from the company so if you're getting a deal are they putting fda approved grade silicone implants in or are they putting in something that they get for cheap that they can then yeah. sell you for cheap so you get what you pay for we see a lot of like bad infections for example, really bad infections from Mexico, from people who got liposuction or they may have gotten like fat injected in their buttocks. Um, we see some people, they come back with drains. We put drains in very routinely. It's a normal part of surgery. We put drains in and you monitor it and you take it out in an appropriate time. Somebody, I've seen patients come from Mexico with drains hanging out of their bellies. Like, oh why would oh you try? Right, so yeah, so it's just like, it's fine to have a drain, but to, to have your surgeon send you from the one country to another to go figure out how to get it out, that's not appropriate. And so I always say, though, if, you, if you're trying to save money, for the most part in the U.S., you'll find somebody who is above board or reasonably enough. Um, in residency, I just finished residency training. You can go to any big university, any big academic center, and a resident can do your case, I would trust a resident to do my case rather than go to a different country because they have a board certified surgeon 
who's monitoring them and supervising them. They're using implants that are FDA approved. You know, they're not, they're, they're like very, very safe because it's a part of their training and everything has to be super above board. Okay. Would you recommend mm -hmm. that we, like how would people research who's the best plastic mm. surgeon for them? Go on the American Society of Plastic. You can go to American Society of Plastic Surgeons website and it says ASPS. And you can search for a plastic surgeon in your area. You just put your zip code in and they will, if they're on that, that means they're board certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. And then you can find somebody within that. Just put your zip code in and somebody will pop in. Then you can just go to their page. You could read up about them. You can see what their testimonials are. You can see their reviews. How many black people they got there? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I'm just asking. Well, Very good question. No, no, yeah. no. I will tell you, 3% of American plastic surgeons are black. Jeez. Wow, 3%. Three. So Interesting. Three. So in every it's actually more than I thought, though. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, because it's interesting because it's not that many, three in a hundred. Yeah. 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 And, well, I mean, forgive my crassness, but it's it's lucrative to be a plastic surgeon, is it not? It really is. So that's a great question. It depends. Um, if you are a private practice, pretty much private practice anything, you get to set your own price and you get to kind of make a business of it. Not that anything is wrong with it, but it's a business if you're in like, if you're in a private practice setting. And so then you can be, you can have a pretty lucrative career. If you are in academic plastic surgeon, meaning if you're working in a hospital setting, your salaries are sort of determined by the hospital that you're working with, the hospital group. And so then it's, it's kind of on par with other surgery, like other surgeons, not necessarily like a general surgeon or a vascular surgeon, probably about the same as a plastic surgeon. So the plastic surgeons that we see on TV, like, you know, they're the one, they're private practice plastic surgeons and it's a business for them. And so they can, and a lot of it isn't necessarily just the surgeries, but a lot of that comes from non-surgical things like Botox or fillers and the spa and the cool sculpting. So a lot of it is a business and that's how it can be, it can be pretty lucrative. How, the other thing, a question I have is that you find now recently there are plastic surgeons that actually started off as, let's say, an OBGYN, and now mm, they're mm -hmm. doing, now they're doing plastic surgery. And I really question uh, surgeons that transition because I think it's more of a money decision, an economic decision, mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. it's something that you have a passion for. And so... How do you feel about I, the switch in career path with some doctors? So, number one, um, I think you're exactly correct. And most people, if they're switched, they're not plastic surgeons. Right. They take some certification. They, they take a week. Exactly. So, so there's a, you can, they can be cosmetic surgeons. Not plastic mm. surgeons. They can't right. advertise that they're yeah. They can't advertise that they're plastic surgeons because the board has now made that like it's a it's a now um, copyrighted term to say you're a plastic surgeon. So you oh. can't walk around saying you're a plastic surgeon unless you trained in plastic surgery and graduated from a plastic surgery residency. The plastic mm. surgery residency is minimum six years after medical school. So you minimum six years after medical school, then 
at least another year or two before you can become board certified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at eight years after you have your MD. So if you trained in something else, if you did medical school and then you were some other type of doctor before, mm -hmm. then you, most people aren't going to go back and do an additional six right. to eight years. What they're going to do is do a one-year course and get a piece of paper and say I'm a cosmetic surgeon. And the reason yeah. why I raised that mm -hmm. is because mm -hmm. in terms of women that go outside of the country to get surgery, um, they mm -hmm. all, women often feel safe because of a cosmetic now I'm using the right term, a cosmetic mm -hmm. uh, doctor is here in the States that is safer. Yes, it's safer, mm -hmm. but I think we need to learn the difference that there is a plastic surgeon and a mm -hmm. cosmetic surgeon because exactly. there's a lot of quacks here in the States as well. I hate to say that, mm. but that have transitioned into uh, cosmetic surgery because it's lucrative mm. and they're turning exactly. people out. Mm. Wow. Exactly. And it, that is true because that we have revised so many surgeries that were not done properly by other mm -hmm. surgeons. And mm -hmm. for example, if you trained in, like for breast surgery, people say, oh, breast is so easy. Well, it is. Breast, it is pretty straightforward. If you've done that every single day, you've breathed it, it wait, you sleep, eat, wake up six years. You've done thousands of these cases. It's easy. It takes two hours and you or an hour and you have two breast implants in and they look beautiful because you've done it so many times. Mm -hmm. But you have people and it, it pays well because they're like, oh, you can do that in an hour and you're done. But that's because you've trained all those years to get to that point. But you, mm -hmm. do, it, people are trying to have like these plastic surgery mills and you do have like you may have one or two plastic surgeons in that group. And everybody else is a cosmetic surgeon. Right. And are they telling you that you're not seeing a plastic surgeon? Probably, probably no. not. And so yeah. that you have to research it and say, who is your doctor? Where did they train? What's their board certification in? You it's know? really important. That part is really mm -hmm. important because I've seen some medical groups like transition from OBGYNs to strictly cosmetic surgery. And then mm -hmm. after a few years, they're out of business because oh. they've turned into mills. Wow. And so you get people who are trying to save money and they go, it, the, the thing is, no matter how you look at it, plastic surgery is somewhat of a luxury. Mm, right. yeah, I feel like if you're going to do it, it's not a need. Save the money and pay and get it done properly. Right. It's not yeah. worth it. It's yeah. not yeah. worth it. You you do it one time and it comes out looking like crap. It's hard mm -hmm. to fix crap. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole show botched is all about that. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's funny hard. how they make light of it. And I'm looking and I'm feeling so sorry for these people because it's mm -hmm. not funny. Right. No. Right. You, you gotta do go your research. You, do it, it, you gotta do your research. You gotta know who's touching you. If you're going to sleep, who's Who's operating on you? Who's your anesthesiologist? Mm -hmm. Is your anesthesiologist a physician or the doctor? Mm -hmm. Who are they? Mm -hmm. Are they? Are they? Are, is your is a is a center certified? If they have a complication, can they treat it? Can they manage it? Mm -hmm. You know, you hear of these things, and for like for example, like buttock, um, buttock fat grafting, like taking fat from somewhere else and putting fat in your buttocks to make it bigger. Yeah. Very popular procedure the most deadly procedure in plastic mm -hmm. surgery. Wow. Not even, not, not Why even is it deadly? Because it's, it's just 
one of those procedures where what it is, you're injecting the fat into the butt, and you're supposed to stay very superficially so that it only goes in that fat on your butt, not in the muscles. If you go in the mm-hmm. muscles, you have these larger oh, veins, wow. oh, and you can inject the fat into the veins. So if you inject oh. the fat into the vein, it goes into your lungs and, and you, you, you die. Oh, you basically God. fix off your lungs and you die. And there's no way for us to, re- if, if it happens, there's no way for us to reverse it. Like literally mm-hmm. it gets into your lung and you die. Wow. So, so it's a, yeah, but like, so you have the sort of, the, the American Society of Black Society have put out task force saying, Hey, you have to stay very superficial. You can't go deep. You have to be very cautious about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, there's some people who do it and they have great results and you see it and they look really nice. Like, mm. why would you go try to find a, a bargain on something that could kill you Correct. when you don't even need it? Wow. Right. You know, it, find somebody who, like, you, you, the people who do it all the time and are good at it, they're expensive because they're good at it and they know that it, the risk of that procedure, when you say, oh, why is this doctor charging me so much for that? That's because it's a risky procedure and they're accepting that risk. And so it, it, they have to charge you for it, you know? Yeah. So it, there's certain things that it's not a, it's not worth it to try to get right. a deal. It really a lot is. Of these things. Uh, but you know, I have to say this much. Mm-hmm. I think the, the cost for plastic surgery has come down considerably. It's it has. like when you used to have laser surgery, I remember when I first thought about getting laser, laser eye surgery, it was like almost 10000 an eye. And now it's like 2000 mm-hmm. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think that it's as cheap as that, but it definitely has come mm-hmm. down in price. Rhinoplasty, right. some of the more popular right. surgeries are, are cheaper now, you know. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, you know, after mm-hmm, listening mm-hmm. to you, doctor, I'm just so glad mommy, my mommy blessed me with a big booty <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that I don't have to go put nothing up in my booty. So That's thank you so true. much That's for true. this. is very helpful. This is very helpful. It learned me to love myself without even having a surgery. Okay. Right, right, um, right, right, right. That's but true. yeah, I mean, this is awesome. So Thank you so much. Um, yeah. If you can just share with us where we can find you. I, I love this conversation. And I feel like we could do this again, right? Yeah. We would love to I'm have you back. I'm happy, happy to chat about anything. Um, today, we didn't really talk about like none, non-surgicals. If you ever want to talk about non-surgicals, we yes. can yeah. chit-chat about that. I, yes, I'd be happy to come back. This was, I love talking with you all. Oh, awesome. Um, Thank you so, so much, I am doctor. in Baltimore. I okay. don't have my own practice because I'm a fellow. But I'm at Johns Hopkins, mm-hmm. and they have an amazing plastic surgery team here. Um, okay. And they have a resident clinic as well. I'll put a plug in for that. So if, you, if somebody's, like, trying to find a bargain, um, or because residents, you don't get paid to do it. So that's why it can be cheaper, because you're just paying for the operating room and okay. um, the anesthesia. So you're not paying a surgeon's fee for the most part with those, with those sort of settings. And you're still doing it in a very safe environment. And Baltimore's so, right there. It's like a yep, train ride away. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll go to the fishery right afterwards. <laughs> What'd you say? I will go to the fish market right afterwards. Like just Which fish oh, market? Yes, oh, yes, the crabs. Yes. Are you talking yes. about crabs? Oh, crab. Come get a crab roll. Yes, a crab roll. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Doctor. And you are on Instagram if anybody has questions for Doctor. To Carrie Ann Mitchell. Don't oh, overboard yes. her questions though, but please tell us where they can find you and ask you questions. Yes, I would love to answer questions. They can message me, they can follow me, Dr. D R K Mitchell. 
Awesome. I'm looking you up right now. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Dr. Karen Mitchell. We're all looking you up now and, you know, be prepared because we... <laughs> yeah. Mom, the mommies are coming to Baltimore for some tummy tucks. We can yeah, do a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bus. All right. Awesome. Take care. with you. Take care. Okay. Have good wonderful. Night. Have a great night. Thank you. Have okay. a great night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tea and Talk. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time.